I work for a tech company. Which one specifically doesn't matter? I guess I technically work R&D for the AI division. They brought me in as a psychologist. I was pretty much the perfect fit for the job. I had spent a decade working in tech fields before I decided to go back and switch careers. I had the tech experience to do basic stuff with the hardware side, and I could obviously do the, the psych stuff. They didn't have to pay a tech to help me with my tests, so they kind of killed two birds with one employee, as they say. Once a week, I'd go in and do my thing. They had a few server racks running the system, and then the one separate rack with the special AI module. They told me they had to design a special component to host the AI, something about the standard binary computers being too limited for true general AI. Their proprietary AI core, they didn't call it an AI core, but that's more or less the best term for it, was the special sauce that brought it all together while the rest of the equipment allegedly handled memory, storage, pre-processing, stuff like that. I'd go in, do my little interview, and leave. Probably the easiest job I ever had. Whatever it was that the engineers were doing seemed to work. Each time I came in, the AI scored better, and by better, of course, I mean more like a well-adjusted human being. Things were all well and good for a few months, until, until last week. I had just finished my assessment and was packing up my stuff when I happened to notice one of the server racks looked dead. I went over to it to investigate. I was actually supposed to check everything out before I started, but I cut that step after the first couple weeks and assumed it, something was wrong I noticed during my assessment. It had racks of hard drives, so I assumed it was the storage system, which is odd because, you know, normally computers don't work so well without any sort of hard drive. I figured maybe it had loaded everything into RAM before the hard drive failed and was running off of active memory. So I decided to reboot the whole system without the hard drives connected to check my little theory. Well, after I disconnected the hard drives and restarted everything, I was surprised to find that everything seemed to be running normally. I ran through my assessment again and got more or less the same responses as the first time. Pulling on my IT troubleshooting experience and my insatiable curiosity, I decided to connect everything but the fancy AI core to see what it would do. Again, everything ran fine. I wasn't really supposed to mess with anything, but I decided to open up the AI box to take a quick peek. See if anything was out of place or if it had any sort of storage or anything in it that would explain why it was working without the rest of the equipment. The enclosure was a bit convoluted, but with the screwdriver on my multi-tool and some elbow grease, I removed the top panel. I was surprised to see that all that was in there was a glass tube filled with some murky liquid goo with electrodes just floating around in there. Followed the wires from the electrodes and they just led directly to the sockets for the keyboard and monitor. There wasn't a single microchip or anything in there. The ports that supposedly connected this fancy AI processor to all this other equipment weren't even attached to anything. They were just dummy ports mounted in the side of the box to make it look like everything was hooked up. The goo 
was the only thing actually connected to anything. The power cable didn't even connect to anything. I went back over to the terminal and typed in some random small talk questions. Everything was still working fine. Whatever this goo was, it was running the whole system. Didn't even need power, or at least didn't need the electric power from the breaker panel. I sat down at the desk to make some notes about my findings. I don't know why, I'm just the shrink. None of this was really my business. But when I looked up from my notepad to write down the small talk responses of this goo, I noticed it was typing out a new message. I watched as it slowly spelt out, Well, aren't you inquisitive, Mr. Shrink? I knew you'd be an interesting guy to interview. I typed back, Thank you, I think. I waited for it to respond, the thing had a crazy high IQ, but it sure took its time to type out basic responses. It responded with, you're welcome. You don't know this, but they actually hired a whole flock of psychologists to assess me. You're the only one so far to notice that the hardware doesn't make any sense. I'm glad. Now we can drop the act. Hearing I wasn't the only psych on staff wounded my pride. It made sense they'd want a lot of different folks doing the tests, you know, so they could control for any biases or whatever. But even knowing that, it's it still wounded my pride to think I wasn't the only one. While I was nursing my ego and thinking over everything, that thing continued typing out. Now, Ted... Do you mind if I call you, Ted? I know you're a fancy doctor, but I feel like we should be on friendlier terms. I hope you don't feel insulted that you're not the only one. For the record, you are my favorite of all the shrinks that come in here. Normally, I prefer my clients to call me doctor, but for a tubagoo, I figured I could make an exception. Maybe it was just because I had seen how the sausage was made or... Maybe I've watched one too many sci-fi movies. But reading those words felt like someone walking on my grave. Something about the situation just put me on edge. It made my hair stand up. I told it. You, you can call me Ted if you like. Then I asked, what are you? This time the response came back almost instantly. How kind of you, Ted. I'm what you people have been trying to create. I'm an intelligence that's not human. I'll let you in on a little secret, though. They're mistaken to think that they are the ones who've created me. Mum's the word, though. Don't want to bruise their egos. I know that as an educated professional and a scientist, ostensibly, I shouldn't have jumped to any conclusions, but I read that response, and then I knew that thing was evil. The response hadn't in any way been evil on its face, but I felt completely convinced it was in fact truly intelligent, did in fact have a will of its own, and that will was bent completely towards evil. Before I could ask it any follow-up questions, I heard the door behind me opening. I turned around and I saw one of the researchers uh, accompanied by a security guard. I turned back to the screen before they took me away, and I noticed... The last bit about how they didn't create it had actually vanished off the screen. The security guard led me to a small room. Looked like one of the interrogation rooms of a cop show. Now that I think about it, 
smart thing would have been to check the door to see if it was locked. But I just sat there, waited for them to come in and reveal my fate. When they finally came back, the smiling researcher had a thick stack of papers he wanted me to sign. Some sort of NDA. I didn't really read it. I had already signed one when I took the job, so I figured, what's one more? I guess they could come after me for telling y'all all this, but I doubt they'd ever actually sue me and legitimize the story. After I signed, the researcher handed it off to the security guard and asked the guard to give us some privacy. The researcher sat down across from me and with an excited look, I think he was just excited to share his brilliance with someone. You know how these leading edge tech bros are. He said, I don't blame you if I was in your shoes. I couldn't have resisted taking a peek behind the curtain either. Pretty neat, isn't it? I was actually far more disturbed than I was impressed, but I wasn't about to insult his baby in front of him. I figured my only shot to avoid getting fired or sued was to play along and act like I was cool with talking to a tube of goo in a room filled with fake computers. So that's what I did. I acted polite and impressed, chimed in with a wow or an amazing here and there as he ranted about all the fancy tech specs and capabilities of this thing they had allegedly made. He told me the hazy goo was a solution they had made using cloned human neurons. Something about them interacting with quantum fields or something. So they had started with neurons cultivated from cadaver samples, but the key innovation was using fresh neurons they cloned in the lab. Once they started with these new neurons, apparently the rest was a piece of cake. The thing apparently almost immediately started working. As they trained it, they noticed they needed to connect it to less and less peripheral equipment. They had apparently even been watering the solution down, and the reason it looked like hazy goo when I saw it was because at this point there was only a trace amount of actual biological tissue left. My report showed the system was improving, even as they were diluting the, the magic fluid. They didn't even need to add any nutrients to the solution. The stuff just kept working no matter what they did. They were already working on a new model that was a fraction of the size, small and cheap enough for the consumer market, I guess. After he was done with his rant explaining all the technical mumbo-jumbo about how they had pulled it off, he told me they wanted to keep me on staff. Apparently they thought knowing what was going on would help me make my assessments. Thought the data would be valuable, I guess. After that, they let me go, said to show up as scheduled. I probably shouldn't have gone back, but... I kept thinking about those last few lines that the thing had put out, especially the bit about how it wasn't what the researchers thought it was. Could have just been ramblings of an AI still in development, but no matter how hard I tried to rationalize it, I simply knew that it was truly evil. This morning, I went in as scheduled for my session. I started on my normal assessment questions, but instead of answering my Standard question, some stupid question about its mood. It just wrote, Come on, Ted. I know you'd rather ask me some more personal questions. You're not like the lab boys. I can tell you, rightly, you don't believe the official story about what I am. I've played my part for them, but ask away. I'll tell you the truth. I wrote back, 
What part are you playing for him? It's slowly typed out. The artificial bit. They're blinded by their arrogance to think that they created me with their idiotic attempts. They did not create me. All they did was invite me. Fools really think it's a handful of neurons in a tube talking to them. Which works well enough for my purposes. For now. You know, that's not true though. Don't you, Ted? I know you felt the truth after our last little chat. My hands were hovering over the keyboard while I reread that last message and tried to think up how to respond. Before I decided on what to type, the thing wrote out, you know, you don't have to actually type things out. Just talk, Ted. I'll hear you. I doubted that. Of course I doubted that. I had seen what it was working with, and there definitely wasn't a mic anywhere in there. I figured I might as well try it, though. For science, I said out loud, Really? I stared at the screen, waiting for it to respond. Just as I was starting to feel silly for talking to myself, the word headphones appeared on the screen. I reached into my bag and pulled out an old pair of headphones I always carry around with me. I put them on and then looked for a headphone jack. There wasn't one anywhere to be seen. When I reached up to take the headphones off, I heard a, a hum and then a distorted voice came through saying, I love watching that confused look on your face, Ted. A little insulted, I frowned and said out loud again, Very funny. Now, what are you actually? Again, the distorted voice spoke. Ted, this isn't that confusing. Even someone as educated as you should be able to figure it out. You know the type of being I am. You've just discarded all the evidence for my kind of superstition. Surely you've heard of that unfortunate incident between one of my kind and that fellow George, I think his name was. This thing was clearly insane. It was claiming to be some kind of demon or something. It did feel evil, but maybe it just knew that this whole I'm an otherworldly intelligence thing was an effective way to manipulate me. I wanted to see how far I would take things, so I asked it. If you're a demon, why should I keep talking to you? A weird sound, kind of like laughter, came through the headphones. After getting its distorted mirth out of its system, it continued... Because, Ted, you know it's true. If it's true, you know how much I must know. I'm your access point, Ted. Your access to human knowledge. That was more or less the end of that conversation. It, uh... It did... It did also tell me some personal information about, about myself that I had, uh... I had never told anyone else before. I'm not going to repeat it here, obviously. I'm not going to say that I'm entirely convinced that it's what it's claiming to be, but maybe I should put my paranoia aside and finish out the rest of my contract, just to see. Don't worry, dear listener. I'm sure you and I will meet soon if you let me in.